It's 230 days to election day. Have you washed your hands? Robin interviews health coach Julio Cortez, and we isolate ourselves in the blanket fort. We're going viral on the Leftscape. Hi, this is Wendy Sheridan, and you are listening to The Leftscape, The Shape of Progressive Conversation. Hi, I'm Mary McGinley. And hi, I'm Robin Renee, and we are going to give you three random facts and the news. So fact number one, today is National Awkward Moments Day. Uh, March, wait. <laughs> okay, see, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> And we might as well keep it. Um, March 18th. Yeah, so it is March 18th, and it's National Awkward Moments Day. And the way you celebrate that is to find the ability to laugh at yourself, see the humor in awkward moments, and have fun with them. Relive old awkward moments by telling stories about them, which I find really challenging. But that's okay, (laughs) because you can laugh over them and enjoy the memory. They may be embarrassing at first. However, as time goes by, the humor in these moments... um, what? The humor in these moments <laughs> reveal just how human we can be. Oh, are we um, sharing them now? Or are we? <laughs> no, we're not. I'm just oh, trying good, to understand good, good. that it's a typo. typo. And now I understand. So, yeah, so that An was awkward. awkward. typo. Yes. <laughs> this so, awkward moment brought to you by the Leftscape. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only is it awkward moments day, it's also introverts week. It started on St. Patrick's Day and this is apparently an annual thing. Introverts Week I find interesting because I was just looking on Facebook and a notoriously introverted friend that I have said, I don't mind this pandemic. I like being at home by myself. So so let's celebrate introverts. Yay. And for fact number three, uh, there is a really bizarre bizarre video that we will post a link to on our website leftscape.com so please go there and watch it because and this is all before the shit had really hit the fan there was a rally in france of smurfs it (laughs) it is the most bizarre thing i have ever seen it's like this whole field of people painted blue with white hair (laughs) just i don't understand I never got into Smurfs. Yeah. I think I think in Europe or maybe in Scandinavia, they are actually part of uh, some culture's folklore. That somebody didn't just invent this like SpongeBob. This is actually a thing. Now, SpongeBob <laughs> rally, I would go to. Would <laughs> <laughs> well, you know my theory about SpongeBob. Whoa, what? My theory about SpongeBob is the creators were very very high on some very very weird drugs and one of them said i can make a tv show out of anything and and the other guy went over to the kitchen sink and held up a fucking sponge and said here you go and that was a stroke of wasted brilliance if that's the way it happened (laughs) we have to we have to state that this is your theory uh, yeah, it has no basis in any reality at all. I've just, yeah. I was looking at this and they, how, it's like, how could you come up with this idea? So that does sound very are. probable. <laughs> I just like the idea of, the, of, of a squirrel that lives under the sea. It's kind of like combining my two favorite things in a very strange way. <laughs> Wouldn't the squirrel drown? No, the no, squirrel just, has a thing on her head. Oh. Yeah, she wears a helmet and she lives in an air dome. <laughs> oh, okay. And that sounds good. <laughs> all right. Um, next up is all the news we can handle. Oy. And the first item of news is everything. Well, a lot of things are going to be coronavirus related today because that is Going what on. we're all dealing with. Almost no other news. It's kind of bizarre. <laughs> Yeah. 
So the first thing is that our sitting president, and there are air quotes around that word, has been trying to get the Germans who are developing a vaccine to develop it only for America, exclusive rights. And I'm thinking to myself, shouldn't this vaccine be made freely? You know, the, the formula should be freely available to everyone everywhere, like well, the polio vaccine was. Trump somehow thinks that if it's exclusive for Americans, that we'll be the only ones to get it. And then we can rule the world. Uh, yeah, well, it, if why would the Germans even consider that? Um, you know, he's offering them money and he thinks large money takes care of everything. And he also thinks he's going to get rich on it. That's the thing. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I know. And maybe he's the guy who's been buying up all the hand sanitizer. to be <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my hope has been that real scientists will get to this and give us some solutions before it gets totally monetized and segmented and, and only certain countries have intellectual property over certain things. And like, we don't, we don't want that to happen. So I'm really, no. I know that and, hopes and prayers don't do a lot sometimes, but I am praying that, that <laughs> we get a better, a better trajectory for that. Um, and the other thing that came across my news crawl this morning, which kind of like really meant to me that shit is really, really getting real is the Peace Corps has has suspended activities and it's evacuating evacuating everybody as of today. So Ooh. that's like whoa. So Robin, you actually have some nice happy news. Yes, I said I'm going to look up good news because <laughs> people are forgetting that you know, I did just say that coronavirus is the only news and that's obviously not true. There are many 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 other things going on around the world. And this is a random one. <laughs> so this is a, a random random news and news facts. and a fact. Yes. <laughs> so one million wonder plant seedlings are planted in Wales to fight climate crisis and create healthy seas. And basically, it's just an article about salt marsh grasses that that, that take up a lot of uh, carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. Oh, wow. You know, so not only do they help shift the global warming but they help to clean the this the, the waterways this this seas and stuff so so they see. made this plant they, no well they was they're planting the they're plant. planting it oh okay <laughs> yeah so Ooh. losses of crucial seagrass piece among uh is coming to a head in wales where dr richard unsworth of swansea university said that there's an annual decline of about seven percent in seagrass beds around the uk and ireland and he's they're basically working to replace that. And it's a type of plant that can actually do more, can be more powerful than planting trees or other types of plants. So, I mean, I think we need more trees. We need all of that. But, you know, it's a positive, it's a yeah. positive step. So I like and it's, that. And it's also, they need to protect their coastlines being yeah. islands. Yes. And all. So, yes, exactly. And dovetailing on your environmental thing, they have noticed already that the air in China and in Italy have is clearer already, you know, just from the shutdown of all of the factories. Oh, that's mm -hmm. good. That made a noticeable impact fairly rapidly. Not that I'm saying that everything should remain shut down, but you know, we haven't been producing as much greenhouse gases in the last month as, as a planet as we had prior to that. So if you want um, if you want some good news and you want to take a break from all of the Trumpiness and viruses of the world, <laughs> um, yes, goodnewsnetwork.org is a place to just you know go relax for a minute. I think we all can use that. Coming up in the show. We hear my conversation with health coach and consultant Julio Cortez on things we can do to add balance and wellness to our lives in what are turning out to be some pretty challenging times. Then later, Wendy, Mary, and I will talk directly about what we've learned about the novel coronavirus pandemic and how we're coping. Hello. We want to thank you so much for listening to The Leftscape and for being someone out in the world thinking about, talking about, and crafting the shape of progressive conversation. We love creating this show for you 
and we hope you find value in the discussions we bring to the table. If you do, please take a moment right now, go to your Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a review. If you can, make it five stars. Good reviews really help us reach more people engaged in politics and culture like you. Thanks so much for helping us get the word out about the leftscape. Hi, I'm Jennifer, the publisher of DameMagazine.com, and you're listening to The Leftscape, the shape of progressive conversation. Well, I am very happy to welcome to The Leftscape Julio Cortez. Julio is a health coach and a consultant, and he uses his training and skills to help integrate mind and body so his clients can create the life they really want and desire by looking at and balancing key areas like stress, fuel, recovery, and movement. Julio helps people add life to their years and years to their lives. That's a good little succinct intro. (laughs) Yeah, I like to keep it simple. Yeah, so welcome, Julio. Oh, thank you, Robin. I appreciate this. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Awesome. So your company is Mind and Body 360 now? Is that what you call it? That's correct. Yes, this is what we decided a couple of years ago. <laughs> very, very good. And I'd like to hear just a little bit about your training. I know, you're, I know you have studied more martial arts than I can name and things like that, but just a little bit in a, a thumbnail of what you do and what well, you've studied. Okay. Well, um, yeah, as you mentioned, I, a lot of my work... Uh, my passion is in martial arts, so that's kind of what brought me into a lot of this. Uh, I wanted to to better myself and wanted to learn the best ways to be, and and so I you know I don't know if you know anything about Asian martial arts, but they're you know even the word kung fu, for example, everyone's like you know believes that you know they understand that because you know Bruce Lee and all that business. Well. Kung Fu literally means mastery through discipline, you know, mastery or attainment through discipline. So one of the things that um, that I learned while I was in Asia was that that you didn't have just learn fighting skills. You learned you learned to master your mind, master your body, master your stress, learn to overcome things, and so it led me on a journey to you know heal injuries you know get emotionally intelligent um solve problems uh balance stress and balance life in general learn how to confront but also learn how to de-escalate and to to balance and and manage situations and people and personalities by managing yourself so so that's essentially what got me going very cool. Mm-hmm. So we have a segment on our show we call The Blanket Fort. And okay. that's about um, taking time out, you know, knowing when you really need to retreat and take a break. And we talk about, you know, topics that relate to that. And it's often like when people feel overwhelmed because it's like politics or social media or just like life stuff, you know. Um, and so like The Blanket Fort is like your place of of safety um so we talk a lot about comfort but we also are interested in healing and what rejuvenates you know so i'm curious about some of the tips that you have about that well that's good that's kind of what how i got into this business actually because um i was always an activist i was involved in a number of things and uh lgbtqa uh, uh polyamory different kinds of things that um and that's like dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of issues and a lot of people. And I also had a consulting background. I was a trainer, a corporate trainer, and I was always wanting to find a way to, to bring what I loved and was passionate about into my work. And so I started transitioning when I came back to the United States from Asia and you uh, lived in Japan, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I lived in Japan. I lived in Japan for 11 years where I was working okay. with this Japanese company. They would send me to different companies to kind of train their people. And and basically different mind techniques, how to like create leadership through managing yourself. So I 
when I created Mind and Body 360, I decided that why not create a similar approach to one's life by looking at your life around you, you know, like the 360 assessments that we used to do for, for our executives and look at each person as an executive who needs to look at their everything, all their assets and liabilities, and then see how we can manage them. And so we start looking at, you know, the mental game, which is really a big part of what life is, right? You know, how we perceive things, how we are perceived, and how we can manage situations based on those perceptions. And then then also simple things like the body. It's like, okay, well, you know, if you're not sleeping, <laughs> you're not going to give your best uh, effort. You you won't have the concentration. So there's a, a great um, book that really kind of steered me in this direction called The Power of, of Full Engagement. And it was using sports psychology in the workplace. And so I kind of started looking at that and, you know, and looking at all of my my clients as corporate athletes, you know, and so they're, they're, yeah, they're like trying to like get to the next step. And, 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 you know, unfortunately, you know, in the corporate world or in, in, in the business world, you don't have a season like you do in professional sports, you know, like if you're a sports person or an artist, you have sabbaticals or you, you have the off season, right? But when you're in the workforce, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't work, you don't eat kind of thing, you know, and then, and then if you're good, people, expect more from you so my, i think a lot of people's lives feel like that now whether they're really in, in a corporate yeah, world or just right. running well, their own rat race you know no this is true and and and, and you know I, I that's one of the things that got me into this because i noticed that you know after you know the the recession and everything people that had to tighten their belts and then it, it, we became more corporate in everything. So it's like, you know, everyone had to do more with less and everyone was afraid of losing out, losing their job or losing their possibilities, losing their clients, losing, you know, so that's already a stress. Right. And then, and then everything has gotten more expensive, obviously, you know, and then, then food, right. You know, because of all these issues, like, you know, uh, the oil crisis made everything more expensive. So, so people are running or running around trying to get things done. And then they, everyone still has their issues with their parents, with their kids, with their significant other or others, depending on what your lifestyle is. And then, and then, and, 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 and then there's the body, right? Because, you know, we get all this weird information about what to eat. And what's the best, you know, co coffee, no coffee, alcohol, no alcohol, gluten, no gluten, you know, like, you know, dairy, no dairy, you know, or should we be plant-based? Should we, you know, all of this stuff, just the options alone drive people insane. And they don't, and you never know if you're doing it right. So you're always behind the eight ball. So people like me are really necessary now to help guide people in their journey to make life easier and better and more effective. And that's what I've been doing. So, okay. So I know that you have a list of like five basic things that you wanted to share about, you know, tips for people. Right. So are this, so there's movement, there's breathing, there's right. the importance of fat so, and a couple other ones. So like how, um, just for your, I don't know, like since we're not talking to an individual right now, like what are some of the sort of basic things that you think well, would be good for people in general. Well, here's the thing. Like, um, everyone knows we, you know, how, how, I mean, or everyone has the idea we need to work out. I mean, we're like the new year, right? You know, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, this year, I'm going to really go to the gym. This year, I'm going to like run my marathon. This year, I'm going to blah, 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 whatever it is, right? And then, you know, February comes along and they're not doing it anymore. So, and then, and then, and then by the time summer comes along, I, oh, I feel ashamed. And, you know, like all this heaviness because they didn't get to do. It. So rather than focus on this idea, I need to exercise. It's like, just move, just move. That's it. You know, and a simple way to do that. And I, it's a trick that I did with all my corporate people. It's like, okay, you get like a big thing, of jug of water and you, and you start drinking it. And guess what? You know, somewhere within an hour or less, you're going to get up and go to the bathroom. You're like, you, you, and then you keep filling it and then it keeps and just getting up and down, up and down. Up and, 
and then go out to walk at lunch or do some little things like that actually will get your heart pumping get your brain going and actually you know water you know hydration is actually a big deal that with people so for me movement is the key if you can move you know park you know rather than like drive around you know in circles looking for a nice parking at the gym just park you know like far at the end of the parking lot and then walk guess what you will always find a parking and you'll get there you know rather than like spend a lot of time on the treadmill just you know there's a lot of things you could do at home there's a lot of things you could do that that are simple and easy so it, it so for me it's like i rather you know because people exercise has become like a, a four-letter word for a lot of people so and just like rather than you know it's like just get up and move or dance you know um that will get most of your work done you know and then after a while it starts to feel good and it becomes easier that's the first thing second thing um everyone's worried about oh like i'm hungry i'm tired i'm sleepy i'm blah 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 it's real simple like and everyone's nutrition is different so i can't really go into detail the way i work with people is very individualist a person comes to me i help them look at their situation and then we'll kind of create a plan but basically speaking you know for most people it's it's advisable to have like a heavier meal in the morning if you can tolerate because some people actually can't eat in the morning i've met them they're they're like no i i don't i can't eat i, I you know they, they need coffee and that's it you know but if you can tolerate food in the morning rather than have the oatmeal or the muffin or this other stuff um it would be better to have something that has protein and fat in it because that actually will keep you going it'll give you like fuel because fuel is really important i'm a big fan of like you know treating your you know your car well because it's gonna take you where you want to go right so if you have a nice car you know like you have a ferrari are you gonna put leaded gasoline in it you know no you're gonna get the premium you know you're gonna get the best so so i would i would focus on on good quality food and less packaged stuff and then in the mornings, you would work on, you know, higher fat, you know, like add, like whether it's cream or, you know, if you're if you're vegan, then you can't really do butter or stuff like that. But you can have like coconut oil, but add things like that that will actually be satisfied. Then go do your thing. Then have a, you know, have some greens and, you know, have more greens, obviously, is always a good thing. And then at the end of the day, then you can have your carbs if you like them that, you know, like my trainer used to say earn your carbs you don't you don't you don't like you don't start off with them because you haven't earned them yet so you do your thing during the day have and, and and feel good and feel satisfied and then have you know your kind of like more high calorie stuff at night because that'll kind of like help you like chill out because you know as you know carbs are like comfort food right so like people you know whenever you're hungry so why not have that when you're ready to kind of wind down, you know, and the high density stuff you eat earlier and let your body kind of process that. And then you'll end up eating less overall. So there are things like that, you know. So fuel is really important. Movement is really important. Recovery. You know, everyone's like, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, <laughs> and I used to be one of those guys, you know, like I, I used to brag about my four hours of sleep and stuff. Um, it's generally not a good strategy. I would that's say a, that's the thing I'm having trouble with now. Actually, it's it's waking up and just not not getting enough sleep. And I'm I'm working on allowing my brain to calm down enough to sleep well through okay. the night. You know? Well, here here's the thing that I've I've used with my clients and a number of my students. Um, there's there's a whole lot of studies about how we breathe and how our breathing affects our sleep. So a lot of people, unfortunately, have developed because of habit and because of weight and other factors, things like sleep apnea or difficulty breathing or breathing through their mouth. So one of the things that I have found that help with this is, is that actually it's going to sound weird, but it, it, it works for me and it's worked for a number of my clients. It's like taping the mouth shut, you know, or if you have one of those things that kind of put your mouth together so that you actually only breathe through your nose. 
Just so the, you were making hand motions of like covering your mouth. So you mean like when you're sleeping to put something like to over your mouth or yes. And then when you do that, oh, you can't breathe through your mouth. So you only breathe through your nose. That forces your your brain to so shut. tape your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, tape your mouth shut. Sorry, that's... Yes, there, it's, it, I know it's okay. extreme. It's a little extreme. However, this is the thing. When you do that, what that does is it forces you to breathe through your nose, which actually slows down your breathing process, slows down your brain. And then that helps you calm down. Now, at first, I guarantee the first night if you ever do this, you're going to feel like, oh, I'm not getting enough air. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then when you relax into it, you'll realize you don't need that much air, especially as you're going to sleep, you know. And then that will like slow slow things down. So that's one thing. Another thing, uh, if if that's too extreme, because some people find that a little crazy. Um, that's I, a little crazy. I mean, I don't breathe through my mouth. I mean, I guess if I maybe if I go to sleep, I don't know what I'm doing. But well, here's the. But I don't think I'm aware of that. <laughs> here's a trick. Here's a trick. You know, like well, I mean, you know, and no one wants to believe that they snore, but you know, most people do. But like that's just facts, you know. But but the easy way to know is like if you have a dry mouth in the morning, you're breathing through your mouth. It's that mm-hmm. it's real simple. Okay. If you're like, and especially it's and like someone like you who who sings and things like that, or like an artist, you want to protect your throat, so you want to close your mouth. So that alone, so that's one thing. But if you if that's a little too extreme, then I always uh, recommend the four, seven, eight breath, which comes from like pranayama. It's a very simple breathing pattern where you breathe in in for four, you go, then you hold for seven, and then you breathe out, eight. And you do this again, you, you all through the nose. So it's like hold and then, and what that does, it also does a similar thing where you breathe in less and you breathe out, which chills your system out because – one of the things that people don't understand is that the breathing, your breathing controls your heart rate. Breathing controls your heart rate. Your heart rate controls your pressure. Your pressure controls things like anxiety and 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 sense of like alertness or whatever, right? So if you can calm the nervous system, then the body will naturally chill and go, okay. I can go to sleep because if we're hyper aware, it's like, think about it like this. If you've, you know, in the old days, our bodies were constantly attuned and aware of like the animals and the forest and stuff like that. We're afraid that things are going to eat us or whatever. And so we're like vigilant, constantly vigilant and like this. And so we had to wake up in the middle of the night and run. Right. But most of us don't live in the jungle or in the forest where things are going to eat us. So we don't have to be that hyper, you know, vigilant. Yet we have that hyper-awareness as if, right? So what we need to do, I mean, like there's a couple of strategies. You write whatever concerns you have down, you know, like have it kind of empty it out before you go to sleep. Then do the breathing. And then, and I'm telling you, people, it sounds wacky, the four, seven, eight breath. I've used it with a number of people and people who couldn't sleep, we fall asleep. People who couldn't sleep the whole night, sleep the whole night. People, you know, like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I would get up four times. Like, these are things that people tell me. I would get up four times a night, you know, in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Now I only get up once or I don't even get up. I sleep through the whole night. Things like that, just from breathing. It's like, you know, and then they go to the doctor and it's like, what are you doing? And they're like, what do you mean? What am I doing? He goes, you're your blood pressure is different. And he goes, is it okay? He's like, yeah, it's like way better. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> all they're doing is just doing this breathing. So I recommend that to a lot of people. So it's a, some people might call it a hack, but really what we're doing is retraining the nervous system. So, you know, especially for activists, you know, there, we have to have a balance of intensity. So like if you're always on and you're always, you know, like you're always pushing, 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 eventually you're going to run out of energy and, you, uh, and you're going to burn out. You know, your, your your hormones will go out of whack because there's going to be a lot of cortisol, you know, stress hormone or adrenaline running through your system constantly. And then your kidneys are going to shut down. They're going to feel weak. Then you're just going to like have trouble sleeping because you need to actually relax. It's like it's a whole series of things. 
the sleep and, and, and affects so many things, but it, it it's especially important. The recovery is really important for people like us who are activists who wanna who have a a mission who wanna make things happen because we run on energy, and if our energy is down, our energy it goes you know is in any way compromised. We can't function. We can't produce. We can't create. Right. So sleep is one of the, the hacks that I, you know, it's not even a hack. It has to happen. And so when we don't sleep, what our body doesn't rest. And then we run off of these other hormones, the stress hormones that are supposed to help us survive when things are chasing us are going to basically be the only thing that keeps us going. So coming back, we need to train or retrain the nervous system. We need to to learn like for example simple things get off screens an hour to two hours before going to bed plan for bed you know you know it's like it, imagine you're having a date with your honey you know that it's kind of that kind of deal and you're like making you know like you get the bubble bath you do all the things that you know you want to do to get ready for your baby kind of thing and then you just you do it you and you have that nice soft music you you know do a little breathing and then you like come in and you know have your little you know whatever it is it, it could be your special pajamas your nice your nice uh pillow get cozy that is a lot because people don't understand you just like you need to relax to meditate you need to relax to sleep if you can't relax you can't sleep so people go okay i'm ready uh, it's uh, it's sleep time i gotta go and then you go like that yeah right it, it's kind of like, you know, with sex, it's like, okay, you're here, I'm here, let's do it. You know, it doesn't kind of work. You kind of have to be in the mood. You have to set the mood. You have to be ready, right? So you're, you're, you should be at least your, your best fan, your best lover. So you got to treat yourself right. So I, I believe in that. That's why I eat right. You know, I breathe right and I sleep right, you know, and then part of it is the moving around because moving feels good. So a lot of what I'm trying to say, is these are all simple things. You move because it feels good, and the moving makes you feel better over time. You eat the right things to fuel the movement so that you have move, you know, energy to move. You, you spend time recovering so that you can have more energy to do these things that you want to do. It's like, it's not complicated. You know, now the order of operations will depend on the person. So for some people, we're going to be focusing more on eating. For some people, we'll be focusing more on sleeping. For some people, we'll be focusing on, you know, um, moving. It doesn't really matter which one you start with. It matters that you start. And I would imagine that once you really get into any one of those things, like you'll find a path, you know, like I love, I mean, I found that I really love running and I love weightlifting more than I ever thought I did. It just sort of happened that I started getting into certain things and then you find something else, you know, and yoga is another thing that I really appreciate. Right, right, so, right. So I would imagine the same with diet, like you might find a path that really works well, well for you that you didn't even know in the beginning. See, that's, that's why I don't like to call it diet. That's why I call it fuel because, you know, um, People well, I meant a like, diet as opposed yeah, yeah. to dieting, you know. No, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And 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 even though I know what you what you mean, so yeah, when I talk to people, just like exercise, oh, I don't exercise. I hate exercise, right? It's like, no, we're gonna move, okay? So a lot of it is just it's marketing. You gotta sell. You, you know, you gotta <laughs> you, you you think about I, the way I work with people is like the person you're dealing with may be whatever their age is, but the part that's resisting is like a little kid. And you don't you, you don't tell the little kid you should eat your vegetables. That doesn't work on the little kid. He's like, okay, I need you to eat one or two bites because guess what? After that, we get some ice cream. Okay, I'll do that. You know, like you you sometimes have to bribe them and say, hey, was it bad? No, actually, I liked it. Okay, cool. And then you know, and, and then they associate pleasure with the eating. Then they want to eat it. You know that kind of stuff. So so we we so a lot of it is is just working psychology with your body and and so you know when we 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 all need these things you know and and when i work with people it's just finding what is the first thing that needs to be worked on like you said you find your path 
but if if you try to do everything at once it doesn't really work because it's like too many things mm -hmm. right you can't you know you you you're learning an instrument you can't know all the details about the instrument you just learn a note and another note and another note and string them together right so it's like that's that. an encouraging way to think about it so you yeah. can keep keep finding you know keep moving keep going so that's yeah cool. yeah that's what we do so i i have a question how do you discern between healthy alternatives and like harmful pseudoscience because there's there there's that too and i well, know that you sort of travel in some things that are are alternative oh yeah so how do you gauge those well things? i mean it's a it's a good question because like for example i was um I, I, I saw the movie recently, The Game Changers, right? Uh, which is this movie put out by uh, people who are very committed to plant-based living and eating and stuff like that. And they, they put a lot of interesting things out there that some of it was really good and the basic premise was good, but some of the science wasn't really right, you know? And so it was a, a bit annoying. So... And you can find that I'm not I'm not picking on that movie in particular because it actually was well done. It was much better than most movies out there. A, a worse, ex, a better example of what I mean is something like What the Health, and the person was saying there's like no connection between sugar and diabetes, and like doctors were saying that that's like insanity. You know there was and so so we have to be discerning, but there is some you know and. and a lot of it is just basically follow your gut to a certain extent, but the problem is you got to train your gut. You know, that's the biggest problem is that a lot of us have been not brainwashed, but our body has been abused for years you know, through everything from, you know, the food that we eat, from the stress that we had to, you know, um, even just the medicines we've taken. For example, if you've had a lot of antibiotics, what do antibiotics do? They kill the bacteria, right? But they also kill the bacteria in your gut, which helps you digest food. It helps you, you know, uh, function properly. So, so you're compromised over time. So, and then people don't go, know. Oh, maybe I should like repopulate my gut flora with with probiotics or have enemas and add, you know, like different, like do implants, floral implants, and stuff like that. There's th things like that that you would have to study to learn, but the basic things are very simple. You know, anyone who's trying to get you to buy lots of supplements is kind of selling you something. Basically, most of what you need, you can get from whole food. You know, you don't, powders and potions and, and pills are not the way. Now, that doesn't mean you can't benefit from supplements like everyone would benefit from like vitamin D supplement because most of us are not hanging outside, you know, in the sun and that's where you get your vitamin D. So like everyone, especially if you have darker skin needs vitamin D because you're not going to get it right. Because unless you live in the Caribbean or something like that, which we don't. So for example, so you're going to, but most of the things you can get from your food and most of your things you can get from like, being outside you know being outside like in the sun being in in nature you know there's a lot of so so uh, how do we deal with all this information well we take the information and we kind of square it with our experience and also with common sense and tradition like for example there's some traditions like you mentioned yoga and there are things like tai chi or qigong or other like traditions from around the world these traditions have lingered for for a long time for a reason you know yoga is more than 2000 years old right qigong is almost as old no one does anything for that long unless there's a benefit you know so you start looking at what you know it's like what they call best practices right whether you're in the business world or you're in the health world you notice that the woman who's a hundred years old and walking around, you notice that she is also planting her garden, right? She's also like, you know, weeding, she's on her knees. I said, well, you know, you can get someone to do that for you. He's like, yeah, but this is my garden. You know, I'm, you know, 
and and just the purpose and the passion and the focus that she gets out of doing that is what keeps her alive. So so some of it is is the physical activity, but part of it is also the mission in the sense of of this, you know, like I want to be alive and I want to do this because I love this stuff. So so there's a there's going to be a mixture of things. So part of it is common sense, part of it is what tradition tells us, you know, like the Mediterranean diet is is a good example. It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. It's a it's a it's a it's a, a pattern, right? But the pattern is nothing special. It's just it's just, you know, lean foods with good oils, good fats, good carbs, good, you know, like, you know, and whole foods like boom, that's it. Nothing special, right? You go to Asia, you know, you know the what they call the blue zone diets with, you know, with uh, Okinawa and the the hundred plus year old people running around. They all eat the same kinds of foods. It's a nice combination of fruits, vegetables, and meat, right, or fish. Nothing complicated there. You know, whole foods. They're not taking supplements. They're not taking their like little you know, whatever, collagen powders or, or their creatine or whatever. They're eating these things. So we need to, we still need to learn because some of the things that we were taught weren't, weren't exactly right, you know, or we can learn more and, and, you know, food combinations and things like that could help us be more efficient. But the, what is actually good is always going to be good. Like taking a walk is good because it's always been good and no you know no one is gonna get hurt from that right going to the beach is like things that 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 people like to do is also good because you're near the water you're near fresh air you get the sun right so there's like simple things people who get out in nature tend to live better live longer people eat whole foods live better live longer people who sleep you know, eight to nine, you know, seven to nine hours a day, live better, live longer. It's not complicated, right? <laughs> Keep it simple. Okay. <laughs> that is, that is good advice. And uh, I will definitely take that to the blanket for it. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have any words of wisdom that you want to leave us with? Like maybe something that you learned from one of your teachers or something that you've come along? Okay. Well, found along the way. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I, I've been lucky. I have to just say that, you know, and, and, just, and, and, and what is it? The, the luckier I feel, the luckier I get is one of the things that seems to happen. So it's like when you feel grateful for things, good things tend to happen to you. That's one thing I, I've known. So one of the easiest thing, and there's always something to be grateful for, right? If, you know, I listen to this Navy SEAL on Jocko who talks about if, you know, he says something like, he goes, even when you fail, if you go, if you're alive, you know, if, if, if you can say, oh, th this sucks, that means you're alive. And if, if you're alive, that means you have a chance. That if you have a chance, you can regroup and then you can re-engage and you can still win, right? You know, so even losing means you still have a chance, right? So so it's all in how we look at it and we can be grateful for this opportunity to, to learn from it, right? So that's one thing is always be grateful because there's a lot to be grateful for and, and people who are grateful tend to find good things and good things seem to find them. So that's one. The other thing is, and this is something that I actually told a student today that I was talking to, there's only two things you need to control in your life to change your life. Just two two things, and and those are control your sleep, control your food. That's it. Once you control your sleep and your food, everything else tends to kind of manage itself. Because how you eat, what you eat, will attract the right people to you. They're like people that, oh no, it's just today. You can have another piece of cake. No, no, I'm not doing that. And if you get an argument with that, you know that person's not your person, right? Or it's like, oh, I'm going to sleep now because I need my rest. And they're like, no, 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 let's hang out. Let's hang out. Let's go party. Let's go do this. Again, you start to realize maybe these aren't the right people for you. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go outside your disciplines every once in a while. But it's really important to have a discipline because the discipline will give you freedom. That's really what it boils down to. And 
I have lots of discipline and I have us. I'm probably the ha one of the happiest people I know. And, and I, my life is pretty simple, but I also can't get buck wild when I need to. So it's like, <laughs> so, it's, so it's like, it's not like you're, you're this poor little hobbit hiding in a, you know, in, in a rock on, in a cave somewhere. It's like you, you reserve your strength for the things that you need. It's like money. You don't want to need to spend it all the time. Right. So, so you, so just manage, you know, manage your discipline and cultivate your freedom. That's it. It's really that simple. Thank you so much, Julio. I really appreciated uh, hearing, hearing this. And, you know, as you say, some of the things are things, you know, but things it's always good to be reminded of. And there's always a lot more to learn. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, <laughs> I, that's what I'm here for. I'm really, you know, I, I call myself more of a coach than anything else because, you know, like the coach doesn't actually teach you anything. In fact, the, often the students or the, or the athlete is better than the coach, you know, like, you know, but the coach knows what the athlete is doing and what they need to do to get better and to get more. And they, and the athlete knows, but my job is to kind of like cheer you on and to push you a little bit and remind you, Oh, you, Oh yeah, you're right. I really do need to do that. And then get you to do what you need to do at the right time so that you can make it happen. Cause it's all you baby. It's all you. <laughs> thanks so much all right well thank you and i really enjoyed this thank you so much this is a great opportunity i had such a good time First monthly giveaway on the Wendy Cards Facebook page, and I am really excited about this. The giveaway is a set of three stickers of your choice from all of the different designs that I currently have available, and I'll be giving out two second prize winners of one sticker each of their choice. So if you want to enter this giveaway, all you have to do is like and comment on my giveaway post, and that's going to be the pinned post at the top of the Wendy Cards page. And you're entered in the giveaway. Yes, it is that simple. So go to facebook.com slash wendycards. That's W-E-N-D-Y-C-A-R-D-S. And comment on that post, and I hope you win. Hello, this is Robin Renee. You can find me online at robinrenee.com, and my music is on iTunes, CD Baby, Pandora, Spotify, and elsewhere around the web. So check it out. And you can like me at facebook.com slash robinreneefan, tweet at me at spiritrocksexy, and follow me on Instagram at robinreneemusic. I would love to hear from you. Here's a heads up that you won't want to miss our next episode. We'll feature a conversation with anti-fascist activist and founder of One People's Project, Daryl Lamont Jenkins. He'll share his personal recollections of being a counterpresence at the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, and much more. The show drops on Wednesday, April 1st. So welcome to the blanket fort where, where we are all hiding from coronavirus. And uh, make sure your blanket is rated N95 or higher. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have some information uh, that's current as of Monday, March 16th. The CDC is currently advising to limit gatherings to 50 people or fewer. Uh, we have a link on our Facebook page, or not our Facebook page, but on our website to the New Jersey dashboard, uh, which I've been looking at a lot, uh, which is showing you where the cases are locally and what counties. The One of the problems with this illness is because it's hasn't been around, there isn't a lot of, it's a, it's a dynamic situation. It's a changing situation. So 
information about what works and what doesn't work is going to be changing because the people are trying different, you know, medi- the medical community is trying different things and, and they will know, you know, they don't know what's effective until they've tried it and it's effective. Um, or if it's not effective or, it's, or if it's detrimental, they won't know until they actually have data. I mean, and that's the other thing that I find disturbing is our lack of testing when you are sick. Because, you know, they do the flu, the flu swab and that's like a five or 10 minute test and they rule that out. And if you don't have the flu and if you're sick and you have all these symptoms, you may or may not get the COVID test because right now they seem to only be testing if you need to be admitted to the hospital. And, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. hopefully you will be conscientious and, and self-quarantine for the time mm-hmm. period if, you, if they don't. If they can't know for sure, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they're telling you if you don't need to go to the hospital and you're sick to just stay home to quarantine yourself, you know, and that's problematic if you can't, you know, if you need to work to eat. So, you know, that's been that's been the underlying fear thing that's that sent our our stock market into into freefall. I realize I am. I have a real privilege with working from home and being generally okay with being alone for the time being, you know, same. It's, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a comfortable feeling with, with the uncertainty, but at least my work is, is still, I just have my regular Monday morning meeting, like, like, you know, (laughs) regular time and it feels normal right now. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually this would be a good time to talk about, are since you and I, Robin, have been working from home for years, it's a good time to talk about our strategies for how we how we've done this and how we made the transition from office work to working at home. That's true. Huh. Um, well, my actual transition was a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I basically was working a laboratory, which I really loved and, and, and miss a lot in a lot of ways. But I was in a situation where someone was really just out of pocket. I felt like, and I love the my boss at the time. I still, I think he's awesome. But at the, there was a moment where I think maybe he was hung over or something. I don't know. <laughs> and was very, very rude to me and on a day when I went to work as normal I went to lunch that day and I was so angry and I said you know what I can be doing something else I don't need to stay in this situation I had wanted to move along for a while and um, I gave notice that day and went oh shit (laughs) (laughs) you know but got some part-time work working for a friend and and stuff you know for a couple of weeks and then at one day this is so weird so (laughs) as i was at that job i got this really weird feeling and i was actually very close to where i lived and i said i need to go home and check my what was then an answering machine which is (laughs) (laughs) which says something about the date (laughs) this happened and there was a message that my mom was not well and i need to come home right now so for whatever weird reason, I decided to check messages, found out my mom had had a, had a major, well, she'd had a several mini strokes and then she had like a major event. Mm-hmm. And so I needed to come home and I wound up coming home and my mom passed away shortly there, like four days later. Oh, wow. So then I was home and caring for my grandmother and figuring out what to do. And, and I, it's sort of when I took a little time because I had some, I I was able to stay of home and just care for her for a while and wound up then working on my music career, which I started touring and whatnot and also freelance writing, which went well, you know, just Mm -hmm. with all the other stuff going on. And then I just sort of eventually morphed from that into ghostwriting and into SEO and some of the other things that I do freelance as well. So that sort of expanded, morphed, changed over time. But the way it started was not 
in any way I would recommend. <laughs> All right. Well, let me let me tell my story then, because I'm way more. This is the norm. Well, like a normal transition. I was working for uh, telecommunications companies for a good decade or so. Uh, I started at Lucent and ended up at Avaya. And uh, which were all spinoffs from Bell Labs for the really old people. That's the phone company that used to be a monopoly. And then they broke them up in the 80s or something. Anyway, because they were selling equipment to make businesses able to have telework or telecommuting workers, they realized they would be hypocritical if they denied telecommuting to their employees. Mm -hmm. So they started rolling this out on a on a small basis where you could work at home one or two days a week. And, you know, there were a lot of, there was a lot of bullshit going on too, but it's, it's uh, the things that I have learned. And then I got laid off and then I started being a freelancer and then I was working in my house completely because that's my home office. But what was very important to do as, as a telecommuting worker, especially at the beginning when your bosses don't know whether to trust you or not, that you're working, is to, in the first thing in the morning, you go through all your emails, you respond to all your emails, and at the, at the end of the day, you do this again, you may send a status report to your boss every day, or at least on Friday, uh, to talk about what your work, what you've accomplished this week, and then your plans for the next week, so you can have this running sort of documentation of what you're doing. I always tried to be responsive to email within an hour of getting it. So, you know, you check your email a few times a day and it all is going to depend on, you know, the kind of job you have. If you don't have a headset for uh, meetings, it's a good idea to get that. So you can have your microphone not be on your laptop itself. The other thing is if you do have a meeting to... Make sure your your cats and dogs and kids aren't in the room with you, if it's possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or if they are and you don't need to talk, put your speaker, put your microphone on mute. That's a <laughs> that's good. So those are my little my little advice things, and and it's also important to tell anybody else in your house that yes, I'm home, but I'm actually working and keep your hours, you know, like between X, you know, you know, 9am and 4pm, you know, I can't be doing childcare or running errands or doing any of that stuff because I'm supposed to be working. And there is a little bit of flexibility with that. If it depending on what your job is, and how your management is. You know, like if you do disappear for a couple of hours in the middle of the day because you have to run an errand or go to the doctor or take somebody to the doctor or take an animal to the vet or, you know, whatever, that you put the time in at on the, in the evening, you know, so you're not shorting your guy, your boss, any hours. That's important. Um, so it sounds like, yourself. so is this icky guy or is this blanket it's, fort? It, what it'll is be it? blanket. It, it, well, I don't know. Well. It's blanket <laughs> fort because it's, it's, it's part of self-care. And if, yeah. and if you've never That's done true. this before, it's going to be a little weird. That's true. Yeah. Actually. So, yeah. so if I can boil down what you said, yeah. uh, structure is important and also setting up systems to prove that you're doing your work. Yeah. Is important. I mean, you know, meeting your deadlines. I mean, a, a lot of my jobs are, they don't care really what I'm doing as long as they have the manual by the deadline. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they ask for drafts and sometimes they ask for drafts when I'm not prepared to give them a draft. And that's always a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Now but that's that idea of self-regulation, I think is, is important too. It's uh, really, really important. Know. To whether I'm working, doing work for someone else, or if I'm just trying to stay focused on putting together my own tour or working on my own web stuff, which I need to update, which we were working on last week together a little <laughs> bit. Um, that's, you know, those things can slip by and, and then, you, then you don't have the time to create and do what you need to do when it's due. So that's a, that is a challenge. And it's one that you're right, Wendy, it's something that I've pretty much incorporated into my life because I've been doing this kind of system of working for a long time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we are going to talk about what kind of self-care we're doing, but that's going to be over on our Patreon page. 
And we are going to have this post on our Patreon page be available to everybody because it's coronavirus related and we figure people need to know this stuff. So to continue this conversation, go to our Patreon page. So that's what, patreon.com slash leftscape, right? Yes, that's it. Okay, see you there.